proud to be an American, where well, at least I know I'm free. And a dude that do them stars and stripes, and a dude that could be who he. So I proudly stand up next to you, and a be who he, who he. Greetings, all. It is episode 122 of the Super House Podcast. It's Friday the 13th as of the recording of this year episode, and my name is Andrew. As always, it never changes, and then I'm joined once again by Matavius. Hello. And Stephanavius. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) And in this episode, we are going to be going over the news and then after that, Maddie and Joey, who will be joining us later, will go over their review of A Quiet Place. Anyway, let's get right into it. We got the, uh, let's head into the news. You guys ready for this shit? Yeah. yeah. All right. As usual, you can stop me at any point. <laughs> but uh, starting off with the <laughs> don't give him that power <laughs> all right i won't okay so aquaman news um randall park i guess he's a very it's like a asian american actor uh has joined the cast of aquaman amidst the reshoots that are going on right now this is public knowledge this, this has been on the news uh lately uh um fucking um jason momoa uh, amber heard uh, and the director himself, James Wan, are tweeting all about these reshoots, it seems like. Uh, anyway, so he's joining, this Randall Park guy is joining the, he's joining the movie as a character named Dr. Stephen Shin, a marine biologist who helped Arthur Curry, Aquaman, hone his aquatic powers as a youth. Mm. My man. My man. <laughs> all right. What if this he just says that yeah. as a kid? <laughs> My man. Hell yeah. He has I the same like voice a, as a child as he does yeah, as an adult. That would be great. Yeah. He has a beard, too. I hope it's a, yeah, a little kid actor, but it's still Jason Momoa's voice. <laughs> what you got there, Doc? Let me throw a beer on the ground. <laughs> Kata! <laughs> I like littering in the fucking ocean. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> just kidding. He just talks like that the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's a good Woo. one. All right, cool. All right, moving on from that, if they'll say about that one. Uh, Teen Titans, the TV show, uh, live action. Uh, the cast pictures have been going around the internets. This week, they've been on the street in some exterior shots, and uh, they we've basically gotten a good look at almost everybody, but uh, Starfire, uh, the character playing... The, act- the actress playing Starfire has kind of come under fire because... I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but like, yeah. the look's not great, and I, I don't know. I feel we, I, but I also feel like we haven't seen her in like a full costume yet yeah. either. So people are. That, he said yeah. that those images were spread out out of context, as the studio probably told him to say that. But at the same time, it's not a whole lot to go off of. But the other characters look, in my opinion, worse. 
You think so? I thought yeah, Robin. Yeah, have you seen right. the pictures of Robin? Like with Robin. The suit on? Yeah, Robin looks cool, but I mean, in these photos that came out, like the Beast Boy, Beast Boy's well, looking bad. Yeah, yeah and, and Raven and stuff like that. I don't know too much about Teen Titans, but um, out of the designs and stuff, uh, I just thought Raven was cool to not have like some kind of cool cloak or something. I, I think know. it's also a mistake to not have Beast Boy just green all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it could be something they have planned, you know, some digital effect or something. We. But there's like no. Uh, yeah. Uh, keep going. Keep going. I don't really know. I don't know much about the Teen Titans. It, it does look I, like I, I want to. I definitely want to be one of the people that's like, God, this looks like shit because it does look like shit. But then I don't know much about where they're going with it or even really the comics. So I'm just like, meh. <laughs> I mean, I thought the Robin one looked really, yeah, really that good. good. That looked like about as good as you can get it. But uh, yeah, people are being a little bit unfair. And also, she's, you know, African-American actress. And of course, she had to deal with some extra bullshit. So that also sucked. But uh, I'm sure that's not the final look. Uh, if it is, it, it's <laughs> it's not, not the best they could have done. But uh, I'm sure it's not. And... Uh, Honestly, I think I think Raven looked probably second best to me. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Maddie? Oh well, I think it looks like trash. But um, you know, maybe they released these photos to be like, "Ooh, let's get some reactions. See if we're doing this shit right." Yeah. It's possible, Bad. and also it could be just like where they're beginning, and then if they're gonna go from there, you know. Yeah. We always gotta prepare ourselves for the nerd flinch too. Like just yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'll knock things wildly out of off track and out of context real quickly just being like oh god fuck it you know so right it, it, it's in my opinion it's not enough yet to like tell but like i said i'm also not really like a huge dc guy so i'm like kind of like indifferent at this present time i only know them mainly from teen titans go which is a very weird interpretation of them they're 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 known i know I haven't read it, but I have done research. Their, no, their most famous run is something called the Judas Contract. came out in the 80s, and it's Nightwing has... It's with Nightwing, I believe, not with, uh, not with Robin. And Nightwing's got his, like, 80s look on. Uh, but, uh, and then I think Deathstroke is, is kind of like their Joker. It's like the main enemy that they have. And uh, They did an animated film of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that, actually. Oh, cool. It's pretty good. Is it? Okay. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Fuck, I need to see that. I forgot they even made that, man. Um, but, uh, yeah. Huh? Uh, anyway, so, and then I know him, I know him from Injustice, too, which is, uh, again, probably not the, like, mainstream interpretation of him, but whatever. Anyway, I'm going to check out at least the first episode of that shit, uh, because I, I don't know. I kind of want to see what happens. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, is it Tim Drake? Uh, I think it is Dick Grayson interesting yeah um maybe he turns into nightwing i don't know robin (laughs) all right anyway moving on uh kevin smith also said in a podcast this week that he had an idea for a batman movie he does he never he never says he wants to actually make the movies but uh he did say he has an idea for it he said he just wants to make he wants them to make a cheap horror batman movie keep it cheap stop spending 200 million dollars on batman movies he said he kind of wants it in a, and he, he'd like to do it in Arkham Asylum, make it one location with, quote, a bunch of spooky rooms with the rogues gallery. Everybody's fucking in it, end quote. And I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. That could, that could definitely work. Um, I don't know. They might have to stretch out that run because that's not exactly feature length. But... I feel like, 
I feel yeah. like that was kind of the I feel like that was kind of the the rumor mill that was stirring up back when um, Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns were doing their version of the Batman. That's right. And they were they were talking about it being like a lot of or the rumors were that it was going to take place in Arkham with all these different villains and stuff. So it'd be an interesting in 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 later in hindsight it'd be interesting to see if this is some kind of barometer as to like just the general kind of direction that people think the Batman series should go in maybe yeah I think so I mean it would be cool I mean if if the script is actually good and I'm sure Reeves will make a good one and they actually do a cheap cheap one then you're looking like a huge profit margin like imagine if that movie is like only 50 million should do a found footage Batman movie and then it makes a billion or not a billion but like 700 (laughs) maybe 700,000 700 million I mean yeah I mean that's like a humongous profit margin. So, Batman's gonna be like the shark in Jaws. Fucking <laughs> 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 spawn. Uh, uh, McFarlane's gonna be like, they stole my fucking idea. <laughs> oh god, that'd be awful. <laughs> We're documenting right. it here, right here now, folks. <laughs> True. We're following it. We've we've yeah. been following that in the spawn. Update that as it comes along. The. Every Kevin single Todd McFarlane rivalry, two once good friends split apart. No, I'm just kidding. I don't if know they did fucking Spawn versus that, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Maybe. Um, I don't know how that would work, but anyway. Um, all right. If you got nothing else on that, I'm moving on. Um, also related in Batman news, Jake Gyllenhaal denied the long-running rumors that he's replacing Ben Affleck as Batman. No! In an <laughs> yeah, Ben Ben and I uh have also in 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 association with Maddie been supporting this rumor really like uh in favor of it, but uh he said that's a he said, "Wow, that's a very difficult question." The answer to that is no. <laughs> what a simple simple answer to a difficult question there, Jake. Yeah. Oh well. Maybe he's just playing us all for a fool. It's and possible. He's be the Riddler in one of the rooms. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he'll have that I'll same voice from Oakjaw. Movie anyway, I can get him. What if he's? What if he has the same voice from Oakjaw and he's playing the Riddler? He'll basically the same exact character. I mean, I've, I've watched that movie. <laughs> God, I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing every Batman movie, but that's going to be a tough sit. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be a lot easier than fucking Batman and Robin. Fucking uh oh yeah well yeah that and uh, Suicide Squad. They should yeah. cast Larry the Cable Guy as Penguin. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> why do we? Why do you even have a microphone? <laughs> I'm a penguin. I'm a. You ever fart so hard you cracked your own back? Here? <laughs> what? What's this fucking uh, main thing? I feel bad as a southerner right now. What do you fucking always say? <laughs> You should get, done. get her done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh That's my what I'm saying. Rah, rah, rah. Get her done, bats. I got a, a <laughs> crazy umbrella. Get her done. I'd watch that. I'd watch that movie too. Actually, you know who'd be him and Jake Gyllenhaal? Ben Affleck. It's great. You know who? You know who would be a better shitty penguin is Kevin James. Oh God! Just no. I like Larry the Cable Guy more. I think the best shitty villains. Yeah, Kevin James could be Two Face. Fat face. So Adam Sandler's got to be in it too. Rob Adam Schneider. Sandler could be the Joker, yeah, and he's just like not funny. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a carrot. 
Fucking South Park. Derpy, derpy, derp, derp, derp. That's where we're headed, folks. Oh, man. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So moving into Birds of Prey news, uh, the rap is reporting that Christina Hodson, uh, her screenplay for Birds, Ple- Birds of Prey is, quote, currently out to directors, end quote. And this is actually separate from her starting work on the Batgirl movie. And uh, she already has a few movies that have been made under her belt, uh, one of them being Bumblebee, that is the Transformers spinoff starring John Cena coming out this December. So I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen with with her movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly was going to probably going to skip Bumblebee, but... I mean, with it being a, uh, you know, woman screenwriter, I'm kind of interested because you look at, like, the former Michael Bay ones, and they're just like a fucking, like, machismo fucking explosions bullshit the whole time. So mm-hmm. this is, it seems like this is a, this is definitely a different direction. And with John Cena, too. So uh, that's, I'm commenting more about Bumblebee. But uh, yeah, Birds of Prey, let's do it. <laughs> You guys ever even read fucking Birds of Prey or fucking? I never read it. I remember the. I remember the. What was it like the TV show? WB did like a TV show of them or something. Yeah. Or Fox. I was in Japan when that was going on, but I do. I've heard about that since I've been back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it that well. If it's if it's the Huntress, right? She's one of the characters. One of the Birds of Prey. Um, I remember one of the earlier, one of the only Batman comics I've ever owned was an issue that had to do with the Huntress, and it was like a really, it was like her origin story, basically. Nice. And um, man, I wonder if I still have that comic, but it was such a cool story, and it was like really adult. There was even like some kind of like sexual stuff in it, and blood, and a knife at this guy's hand or something. I like that. I always liked the Huntress. I thought she was, I always thought she was a cool character. So you pop a major I, bone for Huntress, bro? I'd pop a bone. I'd pop a, <laughs> I'd pop a significant bone. It'd be cool to see her in action. A motherfucking otherworldly bone. But that bone, do you start humping the couch? <laughs> <laughs> Once you go black, you don't go back. <laughs> She'll be humping black chairs. That's from some fucking comedian back in the day. I forget who it was. <laughs> I've been slumming it with IKEA products. Wow, <laughs> a lack. Um, anyway, <laughs> detox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on from that, uh, I I think this is DC. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I think Doc Savage. Uh, That's like. Go ahead. It's like it's like an old classic uh, character. I think is a pulp, pulp like Golden Age. Yes. DC. Silver Age. Something like that. No, no, no. Fucking Golden Age. Golden Age. Golden Age. This shit was already dying out by the Silver Age problem. Right, yeah. It was so, like a, hu- a huge character, apparently. And I know I know very... Big deal. Uh, Dwayne uh, The Rock is uh, also trying to do this movie. He does look like him. I give him that. Um, it does need to be like a huge dude. Uh, so for the listener, anybody that doesn't know, Doc Savage was one of the main influences for Superman uh, I mean, fucking Doc Savage had a fucking fortress of solitude. Also, he was called the Man of Bronze. Okay? Uh, I think he was even bulletproof. Um, he did not have a secret identity, and he did not wear tights or a cape. But um, definitely a huge fucking influence. It's, all, it's like 
the shadow was for uh, Batman. Uh, yeah. Fucking, you know, they just stole these fucking pulp ideas, like, hand over fist, basically. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, there's a Doc Savage movie in the works, and uh, The Rock's trying to get it made. So, uh, Ooh. yeah, long rumored, and with The Rock behind it, I'm sure it'll get made at some point. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm- yeah, pretty much. And we're looking at Rampage making some money this weekend as well. So, uh, anyway, um, if anybody's, nobody's got anything on that, we can move on to Marvel News. Uh, this is in the fucking rumor mill. Put on your fucking tinfoil hats, everybody. Um, but there's a rumor that Marvel is Marvel Studios is currently developing an Eternals film. What the fuck is Eternals, you may ask? Well, I have the answer for that. The Eternals are a fictional race of humanity appearing in uh, Marvel Comics. They are described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient light upon Earth. The original instigators of this process, the alien celestials, intended the Eternals to be the defenders of Earth, which leads to the inevitability of war against their destructive counterparts, the Deviants. The Eternals were created by Jack Kirby, and their first appearance was in uh, July of 1976. And it seems like uh, Neil Gaiman also wrote a run of this at some point, I think in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. They're going, that's, that's the, the age of the Jack Kirby film is coming. Seems it's, like it. They started with Ragnarok with some of those design elements and whatnot. And then what doesn't, what's her name, Duvernay, get, have uh, New Gods? That's correct. Development and then Eternals. That'll be cool. And um, we've seen some stuff of the Celestials and other Marvel movies. That'd be, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many, like I'm, I'm truthfully like more of a fan of, of, you know, like X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers and stuff, stuff that was a little bit more in the bubble during our generation. Yeah. Um, and then I think some of the older stuff and some of the outlying kind of stuff, uh, Vertigo stuff, or like some of the more reinvented stuff like, eternals and celestials and new gods and stuff like that i kind of missed out on so it'll be cool to see how they because uh, i'm one of the new members of the audience you know like what how they hook the contemporary audience i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah i'm, I'm a huge I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of uh anything that has like involves like like really big stories like this seems to involve like what do we got like alien celestials and the evolutionary process and da, 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 you know all beings yeah all this kind of shit like the celestials really captured my imagination from uh guardians of the galaxy and uh they also at least i don't know if this is like 100 percent canon but the celestials also planted the x gene on planet earth so that mutants would start showing up uh so they're all tied in they're in the background of the marvel universe kind of everywhere uh x-men and all that stuff so um i've honestly never even fucking heard of the eternals before today but i am officially interested in this and i actually tried to buy a run well actually i did find it but i didn't buy it yet but there is i think a collected trade on comiXology for both the runs interesting so yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. no that's cool it, it, it'll be interesting to see how they bring a lot of like uh, oh like a lot of that old jack kirby stuff to life because um not having read a lot of his runs i'm pretty familiar with his style and a lot of his work so yeah it seems like what like with this and um new gods he was into like 
like ancient really aliens. ancient ancient kind of big big idea <laughs> type of shit too yeah so it's kind of kind of cool to uh to that and um yeah i haven't really read a whole lot either i mean honestly nerd confession here but i've actually never even read a comic a comic book uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god by uh stan lee like st- a story oh, yeah. by Stan Lee, you know, like I haven't gone. Hello I need to... there, true believers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to do that, but uh, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to right. love when he would narrate the Spider-Man and his amazing friends cartoon. He yeah. narrated that? Yeah, he would narrate like each episode and kind of introduce you in to it. That's what you like. Peter Parker is <laughs> unbeknownst to him. There's a vile threat behind him at every turn. And I don't know. Dude, you're fucking uh, Stan Lee's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You should do a fucking intro with doing that. All right. Sounds good. I'll try and figure something out. There should have been a new segment. Excelsior. Uh, <laughs> but fucking uh, Stan Lee also not doing very well. Uh, it's Ke- no. Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman and a couple other people have offered their home to him because it seems Damn. like his health is declining. He is 95 years old, but he does seem perfectly cognizant. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it seems like vultures are swooping in. Like he is super rich and he is. He had that that video that he did this last week. Uh, did you see that? Uh, I've seen one of them. Maybe not the one you're talking about. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, there's a video that came out. I think it was this last week where he's talking about like anybody who reports um, any like false or vile information on my friends, so-and-so and so-and-so, the people that are that are being suspected of being the quote-unquote vultures, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's this really weird video of him just saying he's going to sue people if they, if they attack his friends and whatever. So, yeah, something... There's a lot that we it seems like there's a lot that we don't know yet that's going on with this situation that makes it seem really eerie. And then that video that came out last week, you're like, damn, the fuck is going on with Stan Lee? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good, man. Um, I mean, everybody just prepare yourselves for the worst is all I'm saying. And I'm just saying that because I'm not trying to be negative, but he is 95. Yeah, so they're just waiting for shut up, to... Andrew. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> He'll never die. <laughs> they have filmed, uh, not that this is the most important thing in the world or anything, but they have filmed pretty much. They filmed like a shitload of his cameos already. They have like oh, a wow. lot in the bag for and, movies that are upcoming. Yeah. And they can probably just plug in, like, it's probably with the green screen, they can plug them in anywhere. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had him ad lib for like six hours and just like cut him in anytime we throw a costume on him. Pretty much, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they they, they got a bit, they got in the bag. Uh, and we're entering <laughs> the age of quantum filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> making film hundreds of years in advance of their release. <laughs> See a young without CG. <laughs> True believers. True believer. Excelsior. Excelsior. Yeah, yours is better. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Jessica Jones officially renewed for season three at Netflix. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Catch up on that. I I Kristen Ritter. I I just don't know what's up with me. Yeah, you got to get on it, man. Uh, We will get to a review of that at some point. Uh, I know uh, Superhouse fans out there are probably sad that we haven't reviewed that yet, but uh, Maddie and I have seen it in its entirety, and I'm sure by the time we review it, Stefan will have as well. 
And, Challenge uh, accepted. It is. I I I liked I liked it a lot. I mean, I gotta say, it's it's up there. Um, I liked it, the first I, season of Jessica Jones. It's amazing. I liked it more than Punisher. I liked it more than Iron Fist. I liked yeah. it. Right. Uh, I liked it more than Luke Cage. Man, it's a whoa. tough one. And it's, I liked I don't, it more than um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Daredevil. I liked it more than Daredevil what? season two. Probably, honestly, bro. Yeah, probably did. It's just there's a lot of <laughs> like the thing with like for me, right. what they no. did in Jessica Jones season two is they developed her fucking character. Yep, yep, yep. And she goes through a lot of changes, and you can see it. And it's like cool. in yep. Daredevil, I feel like I'm watching the same Daredevil I watched. And when you watch season two, it's the same fucking dude. Yeah, you know, there's okay. no development with him. It's yeah. just like, oh, shit, it was more about Punisher, the, really. Yeah, it's like throw the Punisher in there; he'll do something cool. It's like you know, when Luke Cage is really good, I would just go Jessica Jones season two, then Luke Cage, and then Jessica Jones season one. That but sounds good. Um, yeah, I thought it was amazing. And I was I was like, well, who's your villain gonna be? And blah blah blah. Like I was that like, was my question. And when you're yeah, watching, it's like there's no real like comic booky villain in this. This is even more interesting. They dude, they fucking expanded the genre really with this fucking season. Yeah, dude, oh, it's fucking wow. incredible. I'm a I'm there's a your reviews, people. Fucking watch it. Yeah, <laughs> the shit, just watch it. It's good, man. Yeah, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised because we've been like defenders and Punisher, yeah. even Punisher wasn't even like amazing and fucking right. like it's just been an Iron Fist. It's been like burn, 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 and then now we had like season two. Is like, oh, we're back, bro. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I think the thing too is, is you know, Pun like to me, the Punisher series should have been a three-hour movie or like two episodes because yeah. it's like, dude, I can only listen to him like talk about his fucking family dying for so long you know it's like flashback one more time yeah i mean I, just, <laughs> I think punisher works better is like i don't know if he needs his own show i think he needs to appear in other people's show because that's when punisher shines um and i think in his own movies it's cool but it's like how many times are you gonna show tell that origin story punisher like, should be like john wick but even more violent like more blood like john wick really leans on uh the martial arts aspects, which you get like bones cracking and stuff, but like I think Punisher need they need to go the fucking like Punisher Max thing where it's like super gory and with some with like just being tactical as fuck with guns. It needs to be John Wick, but with even more guns and blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it, but like two hours, two hours thirty minutes of that. Yeah, like yeah. I don't need ten fucking episodes of the Punisher. Yeah. And like halfway through it, I went, Oh yeah, I really don't need ten episodes of the Punisher. It's like, I get it. I get your character. I get what your character's about. I understand. Now kill people. And it's like, no, I'm not going to kill people yet because I don't know. I'm not the Punisher yet. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh God, how many fucking meetings are we going to go through? How many flash? Um, the same flashback over and over. Play that same be- fucking song on the guitar. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, man. Learn something new. Micro <laughs> and him in that fucking bunker forever. Bro, let's just get married already, you two. <laughs> Jesus, Lord have mercy. Yeah, it was fucking. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't Iron Fist bad, but it, it honestly, I, I don't know, you, you just said like two two episodes, but I I could have done with like six. Cut the season in fucking half, and then yeah. we then we're talking. Six seems like a perfect run for introduction of characters and push forward uh, with just, like, franchise stuff. Yeah, it's just they just are throwing too much shit in there that it's like. Yeah. I, these people at the base it's this is a comic book man it's like how i don't know it's like how real do you got to get 
it works for Jessica Jones though, because like she has a Ron alias, but a lot of people mm-hmm. don't read that. Yeah. And you know, you can kind of do whatever you want with her because you're just like, I feel like the people who make that show want to make a really good television show first. And then they go, Oh yeah, it's about a superhero. Here's some dope ass superhero shit. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. That's true. And I feel like when you see a show like Daredevil, it's like, well, Daredevil, 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 Daredevil. It's like not really worried about Matt Murdock or anything, you know, like trying to make a really good show. It's like, let's put Daredevil in there. But right, I don't right. know. Like, especially in the season two, um, season one of Daredevil was really good. Exquisite. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Just because season two, I was. I was like, man, how good can this be? Like, they've already they got they had David Tennant in the first season. I know, right? Like, I know. Hillgrave was dope. Like, there's no way they're gonna beat it. And then I I finished it. And I was like, oh my god, season two is better than season one. Cool. And it Very really exciting. doesn't. And it doesn't have a villain, really. That's the thing, right? That's what's so interesting about it. I'm like, all right, they had the Purple Man in the last one. Who's the villain this time? Oh. Yeah, those- there's no villain really, but it's still good. <laughs> you know, it's Is very it, interesting. The patriarchy. Just kidding. Yeah, the villain is the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Damn. All right. Yeah, what else in Marvel news? See that shit. We got one more, and it's actually related to Luke Cage news. Black Film reports Luke Cage has added six more female directors to its roster. Uh, they will each direct an episode in season two. Oh, and by the way, uh, all of Dreska Jones season two was directed by women. So uh, there's that as well. Um, so fucking A, dude. And Luke Cage comes out in June or July, I believe. So this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, they're com- wow. it's coming. It's so, coming. So, so damn Marvel. It's hard. It's <laughs> Marvel so Disney has us so satiated. <laughs> like Marvel, Disney, Lucasfilm. It's just like just when you're like, all right, cool, done with that franchise. Another thing is coming right out of the, around the corner. To I consume. just saw the last Jedi. Now I gotta see Solo. Oh. Yeah, Solo, and then Avengers comes out, and it's just like we're getting fat on these <laughs> comic book movies. And I think, I, but I think it's like when we were kids, like this is exactly what we were asking for. Oh yeah, I dude. Used to wait and wait and be like, man, when are they gonna make a Captain America movie? Like, what is the holdup? And now it's just like the floodgates are open. Yeah, pretty much. If you, it's weird too. It's another podcast I listened to uh, talked about this as well. They're the same age as us, and they said that we people in our age group grew up in a time period with the least amount of Star Wars and least amount of Bond movies. Yeah, because uh, mm. we were in between uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, the prequels for a mm. large part of our childhood. And also, mm. there was what Timothy Dalton, and um, in between yeah. that and, uh, and fucking Pierce, uh, Pierce Brosnan was also the largest time period of not making bond movie since the, since its inception so we kind of grew up in a kind of a weird pop cultural time actually yeah yeah interesting yeah yeah very weird and now, and now all of our franchises are just like firing mm-hmm. on all cylinder cylinders except for turtles but it's Damn. it's weird it's weird right because if you were title of the 80s yeah. uh you had star wars like you had like the main ones you know and then nothing for us uh, until the prequels and then that sucked like and we were in college we were at scad yeah. whenever the fucking uh two and three came out i believe yeah. and yeah. uh so we weren't even kids at that point and man i feel old but uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking that far back and still not being a kid man yeah fucking a um yeah. but anyway yeah. uh all we had was robin hood prince of thieves <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right. Anyway, uh, interesting shit there, boys. So now we're heading into other news. Um, pretty pretty interesting shit here. Uh, and a bit of video game-related news. Big news this week is that uh, Donkey Kong controversy. Guinness has removed Billy Mitchell from the record books oh, yeah. because he has been found, I guess without a doubt, that he has been cheating. And even if you watched, <laughs> even if you watched King of Kong... He is the, it's a documentary, but he is the villain of it. There is a definite antagonist and protagonist in that. Yeah. And he's he, greasy. He's there. It's uh, what do you call it? Like there's a suspicion. He's depicted as being well, they go to suspicious. Watch, they go to watch his record tapes that he submitted, his official record tape. And there's like yeah. a glitch in his tape. And he's like, oh, no, that got there. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, splice yeah. in the video. You're like, you little weasel. He just comes off as real. He doesn't come off as like a good guy at all. Uh, He also sells hot sauce. Justice is not always swift. Or barbecue sauce. But it is always sure. (laughs) True, bro. True. Good old Billy Mitchell. I've seen him once in person. Really? Yeah, you know. Did you smell his hair? Got a good (sighs) whip. Did you comb it for him? Smelled like that barbecue (laughs) sauce. You go up to smell it, and it just repels you with the force field of douche. Yes. <laughs> douche. Wow. The douche field. Wow, wow, wow. That's a good movie for those who are listening and haven't seen The King of Kong. Yeah, it's amazing. That's it's one of the best docs. It's one of the most watchable. Like, if you don't even like documentaries, fucking try this one out at least, because this is about video games uh and it's also like a like a narrative which is a regular movie it's a really it's a good underdog story and yeah 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 it's got a story it's got a good guy and a bad guy it's definitely like it's definitely you know you you should check it out if you like movies at all Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah. if you're a fan of cinema check out king of kong for the love of fucking god you're breathing (laughs) and then the next one you should check out is nintendo quest by rob uh mckinnon who was on here before talking about he-man um if like what 50 episodes ago at this point but uh he was Ooh. on here back in the, yeah. good, the old days yeah old days of Superhouse, which weren't even that old uh <laughs> before <laughs> we got these of- sweet new offices <laughs> yeah before we have uh <laughs> research assistants and shit like that our drone headquarters flying 40 miles above the stratosphere give me my coffee <laughs> My coffee. All right. Uh, moving on from that. <laughs> <laughs> I get more southern and more the douchier I get. Yeah. Give him my coffee. All right. Uh, McAvoy uh, oh, yes. and Hater are in talks, but this is probably going to go through, uh, to join It Part 2 because they're going to go through the adult part of the book. And which was yes. the second VHS in the two VHS <laughs> box set? <laughs> yeah, it, in the um, yeah, they go back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna go. They're gonna do flashbacks too with the kids. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Because um, they're gonna remember some stuff as adults that like they uh, left out, like in the first one, like other weird shit happened that. Uh, cool. I think it, so. No, I'm super excited about the casting of James McAvoy. I think he'd be. I think he's gonna be great in it. Bill Hader's a good fucking choice because I'd like to see that guy be act scared because I think he can pull it off. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. Jessica Chastain is also yeah, I think, she, being... She was confirmed, I think, actually. Yeah. I love her. Uh, yeah. So this cast is getting kind of ridiculous, guys. I know. Uh, this is 
this is like an all-star fucking love all these people you know yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested to see who will round out the rest of the the group yeah because i mean one yeah. character is just going to show up in the beginning and then he kills himself who should play i forget his name but the african-american actor in this film john boyega <laughs> oh yeah that'd he's be too good young. he's too young Keegan Michael Key. Sure. <laughs> Craig Robinson. Uh, Boom. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can't think of it off the top of What's my head. His name Hannibal Burris. <laughs> the, the one kid, uh, God damn it. What's his name? The one that broke his arm. He said his uh, his pick for himself was Jake Gyllenhaal. I was like, do it. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be fucking ridiculous cast, dude. Just those four people right there. What? He's not Most making a horror so. movie ever. Do they mention who that? What characters Bill Hader and McAvoy are in talks? I don't think so. I mean, there's probably Bill a lot uh, of for Richie. Oh, okay. He's a comedian. He becomes a comedian when he grows up. Okay, and that's that's the dude then, from uh, Stranger Things, right? Finn Wolf. Yeah, whatever? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, McAvoy will be. Um, Fucking the main dude. Oh shit! Okay. All right. Uh, totally forgot. I fucking man, love that movie. Can't remember the fucking characters' names. Right, and then and then the one with the broken arm. His okay, I remember now. I'm remembering them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jake Gyllenhaal would be good there. McAvoy would be good there too. Yeah, but I think because I, I was like, who are they putting McAvoy as? And it's like the picture of him from like uh, Split with his head shaved, and it's like hard to imagine him with like that, yeah. like a hairstyle similar to right, right, right. the character. And I was like, what? This is gonna look weird. And I was like, wait, these are just photographs. Calm down. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's I, I. I'm real excited just to see what the what kind of cast is gonna turn up. Yeah, because it's like some fucking of them they're already pretty fucking big, dude. Like yeah. in their own respects, you know, mm-hmm. in circles and stuff like. Hater was my favorite SNL cast member when he was on too. I mean, he won't be funny in this, but and but uh, I've just been a fan of him for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he'll get to crack jokes too, but I think it'll be great to see him like do that. Like you know, more, when you, more you know, dramatic. when you make a joke when you're scared. Yeah. You know, like to do oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they they go and fight the final form of it, Pennywise and whatnot. So you wouldn't hit a guy really... with glasses, would you? <laughs> but yeah I, i'm excited for that casting i'm glad that they chose a comedian since that's what he becomes but you know i get it gives him some range too man like if he can pull it off it'll be great right super yeah. psyched can't wait for that i've heard barry is awesome too on hbo i just, I just yeah. haven't had the time well i have but i've been I, maybe i just haven't been using it as good as i have been good as i should be uh all right moving on and this is also something else that uh maddie's gonna be very very interested in According to Keegan Michael Key, the recent reshoots on The Predator have r- roughly revised three quarters of the third act. Dang, that's not so much. That's a that's a that's a big way of saying a small amount. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like the ending sucked. I mean, the, I think it had a test screening, and yeah. then they were like, uh, "Ending kind of sucks." So I guess they're going in to uh, redo this. Yeah, I, like I read that people like the reactions were like people enjoyed it, but it was mixed. Like yeah. apparently there's some like new mythology that the super fans weren't a fan of. Oh yeah. It was included in it. And then it was too jokey. People would say, yeah. Uh, I well, I mean, that. it's Shane black. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know, it, there's going to be a lot of jokes in it. And I was like, that's fine. I mean, as long as it's 
but the thing that scared me the most was like changing up the like how like if fans didn't like it will i like it like will it be good or are we talking like the last jedi reactions like what we got going on with the predator dude it's like if you got it sorry you can't you cannot kill luke skywalker and make me a bad predator movie back to back (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) it's too much man it's too much i can't take it It seems like we get a lot of like reshoot news tidbits um throughout the year and it it seems like a big normal thing it's an easy thing to sensationalize um, but remember when Deadpool had its screenings, it was like horrible. Everybody hates it. And then the next few weeks is like, oh, we're doing reshoots. Going to put in a little more cable. Everybody says it's good. You know, like I feel like those the Deadpool uh, yeah. thing was based on like that initial one where it said it wasn't that good was yeah. was like not was what am I trying to say? The source wasn't great. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, the sources were not were not good at yeah. all. I'm not trying to defend Deadpool just to defend it, but I do follow this shit pretty closely. And I didn't really buy that source that they were, yeah, they were citing. So, yeah. And then that thing just came out about a uh, Tony Gilroy shooting like uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah, I directed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more <laughs> was, so, because yeah. I, I was reading that article and it's pretty funny. Yeah. They're like, so, like, how do you? Co- yeah, he was like, they're like, so, like, how did you come in? How did you change it? He's like, well, I don't like Star Wars, but I like making good movies. And I was what? like, damn. Yeah. Because it's so like you don't it. need to you don't need to like be a super fan of Star Wars to make a good yeah. Star Wars movie. First of all, make a good script with good characters and then just give them weird ass Star Wars names and give them some force <laughs> abilities or not. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, I just like the way you described it. It's like, yeah, it's cool to have fans direct your movies, but sometimes that's not always the best thing to do. Yeah. It would benefit a lot of these movies, these big franchise movies to like for the people behind them, the creative people behind them to be those who've like killed their idols or whatever, like or are not really that intimately connected to the fandom or anything like that. Because then, yeah, like you're saying, they just end up making good movies that happen to be Star Wars or whatever. And I mean, you need that one person back there that goes, "Um, excuse me, um, uh, this uh, Star Wars character does not do this. And you're like, <laughs> um, all right, fine. Yeah, he's never said that. All right, fine. I can write that. You know, like I need that. I need that nerd yeah. there to just make sure that it's kind of safe still. You know, <laughs> you know all about like dismantling franchises and like, but you still got to have a little bit of that. Like, what brought me here in the first place? You know? Sure, sure, right. Sure. And like going back to the Predator, that's what kind of makes me nervous about the mythology because it's pretty simple mythology with yeah. the Predator breaking it down. So I was like, "What the fuck did you do?" <laughs> like, yeah. they're just and they're also, of come on, dude. Yeah. And it's important to note that Shane Black didn't have anything. Or wait, did he write the original Predator? He wrote a draft of it, but they didn't use oh, okay. that one, and then okay. they put him in the movie. So mostly, uh, he's attributed to being just being in the movie, yeah. more or less. And so, so it's like, and I'm sure yeah. some of his script got used. Like, I'm sure there's yeah. parts he wrote that were used, but yeah, yeah. So it's not like he's like holding the holy grail of the entire Predator mythology either. So it'll no. be interesting yeah. to see what they what they do with it. I'm I'm definitely psyched to see. Well, I just think Predator. it's funny. Like he's done, you know, he did like um oh god, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Nice yeah. Guys, Iron Man 3. And then I'm sure they're like, Well, you know, you've made some good movies. What do you want to do? I want to do Predator. I was like, Yes, <laughs> yeah, that would be tight if he just had it in his back pocket the whole time. He's like, I want to make this. And they're like, That's... what is this? Three 400 pages yeah it's a four-hour predator movie man's gonna be so excited <laughs> maddie <laughs> this is not even it's all about yet, me man. i had to put myself on it yeah 
I bet he was on when he was on the set of the original Predator. He wrote himself a note. He's like, "One day I'm going to be directing this shit, and then I'll have full control." And it's underlined, "Full control." And Van, <laughs> Van Dam will be back as the Predator. Oh, Period. Shit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Yeah, that's a fucking yeah. Predator suit. Maybe that's what they're doing the reshoots. They're like, "Man, let's get Van Dam in this shit." That'd I hope it's cool. PG-13 and somebody goes, you're one ugly mother. And the guy's like, we got to go and yanks him away. <laughs> uh, 2018, Steph, folks. 2018. Stop saying things out loud. <laughs> you know, well, the only reason I say it is because it could happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, this, oh, man, that would be terrible. Like, why even pay reference to the swear if you're not even going to use it? Yeah, I know. I hate that. Like the fucking the diehard that was PG thirteen. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. You're like what? So stupid. That's exactly what I was thinking. What a weird, strange time because I feel like we're going like it was like oh no, no one will watch rated R movies now. PG thirteen, and then Deadpool came along. It's like everybody wants to watch rated R movies now. Everyone's like R rated. All the all the language, all the nudity, all the blood now. And it's like, dude, they. But in the 80s and the 90s, it was fine. Why'd you have to change it? Humanity are fools. Yeah, right? (laughs) Bunch of idiots. I want blood and guts and foul language and naked bodies everywhere all the time. Dear. (laughs) Dear. I want. (laughs) Oh, man. So to round out. The, uh, the news uh, <laughs> segment. Uh, if if you guys will permit me, I do have a, like a mini top of the charts section. Yeah, I'm just going to fucking yes. squeak it in. Uh, but uh, here squeak we go. It in. Yeah. Squeak. <laughs> um, Jumanji's made more than Spider-Man. I don't know which one. Maybe the first one for, for Sony. <laughs> okay. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. And uh, Black Panther's made more than Titanic. Uh, yes. And that's not adjusted for inflation, yes. but it's still very, very awesome. And oh, wow. uh, this past weekend, fucking A Quiet Place number one with 50 million. Ready that's Player right. One, number two spot with 24.6, and then Blockers Dang. number three. Yeah, uh, pretty good just, shit. That's great. That, just think about that. A Spielberg movie not going its second week at number one. I uh, know. Dude, Spielberg's not, yeah. a, not, not like the biggest thing in the world anymore. But it blows my mind a little bit. Because it's yeah. Spielberg, and like that means something to me, but I don't think it means anything to anyone else. I think with millennials, uh, he just is not r- as relevant as he used to be. I mean, we grew up with Jurassic Park and shit, and I mean, he's been making BFG and The Post and fucking Bridge of Spies lately. You know, not to say that he's he's not the man or anything, but fucking. Uh, it kind of feels know. like he's adapting novels he finds when he goes to the grocery store store to shop for. <laughs> You know, he just goes through the novel and like, mm, that would be good, I guess. Plop. Oh, the man did rule. He ruled the uh, half of the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Uh, so, I just, you know, it's just, you know, this is just a different time in his life. Yeah. Um, whatever. Such a time. Ready, Ready Player One did do pretty well in China, though, which is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there is that. And, uh, yeah, uh, moving on from that fucking... Um, no, uh, top five at TV for TV and network. Uh, number one's Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I gotta say, I haven't watched that episode watched yet. It. I've uh, heard so it's actually good. good. It's really good. Is it really? Yeah, I'm yeah. That for sure. Yeah, it's really good, and it's like 25 minutes. It's fucking you in and out. I so have like a hard four. time with her supporting Trump, but uh, I shouldn't That's be too political. A, but the thing, I mean, 
it's, it's a story element, right? It is a story element because she's like, yeah, su- yeah. she was super liberal throughout the show. And for her, I mean, they even say this, that she chose Trump because he wasn't like, he's not a politician. And like, I feel yeah. like that was like a lot of my family. Oh yeah. So for it's sure. pretty yeah. relevant. And I mean, just because like I, yeah. when she said it, I was like, what? <laughs> and like even her sister, Jackie is like, they, they've like split up. Like they don't talk anymore. I mean, obviously she's in the show. And like, but they're, they're, they don't like each other okay. and it's cool. Like, because for so Roseanne comes back and they could do the same old shit that they've always done. And she could complain about Trump and make all these jokes, but they decided not to do that and right. put her on the opposite. It's great storytelling people. All right. Cool. All right. You're it's just like, you're really just, selling this to me, man. You're yeah, really it's, selling this. it's good. And fucking John Goodman is the fucking man always. Um, and, oh well, uh, John Goodman. Yes, I yes for sure. And yeah. uh, I just I love when they uh, she just like first episode she wakes up she's like <laughs> she's like Dan Dan and he's like what and he has his uh, like breathing apparatus on she's like I thought you were dead he's like why does everyone think that and I was like <laughs> gotcha hilarious moving on yeah but uh, yeah man I really like it. it I think it's uh I think some of the choices they made are not they're not popular but has Roseanne really been about me making people feel comfortable <laughs> while you watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. They addressed a lot of like issues. Like I remember my, my mom was like, eh, we don't want to watch this. Eh, she's saying some things I don't, <laughs> I don't really agree with. And it's like, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I think it's great that she's a Trump supporter and it's also people It's a fucking, but uh, Roseanne is not a fictional, <laughs> like she doesn't support Trump in real life. So it's like our platform to, get her politics across people are like what am i, I just watching? think it's like pretty ballsy for a lady that's her age writing her yeah. show again like bringing it back yeah. and not making it like a crowd pleaser you know because uh, she could have it could just be someone's like oh god it's the same shit you know she's the same roseanne but it's like adding this element to it makes it a different have a different feel but it still has that like roseanne quality to it so i've only watched I'm, a couple uh, episodes of the original man but uh everybody seems to be liking this so I feel like I should check yeah, it out. I love Roseanne. Yeah, I need to check it out already. What do you do? Right, the word of God, friend. Be every right blessing from just <laughs> on down to Revelation. <laughs> fucking Big Dan Teague, John, Big Dan John Teague. Goodman from fucking uh, the Cyclops from fucking. I like to. Uh, <laughs> oh, brother! I like to refrain from conversation while just stating. I yeah. find it to be rude and coarse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that scene. <laughs> okay, uh, number two, Big Bang Theory. Number three, The Middle. What the fuck is that? Number four, Young Sheldon. And number five, uh, Voice. How the fuck uh, is Young Sheldon like pop? What the fuck? All right. I, I like care. when you read these to us, Andrew, because it's like it's like a little bit of the so-called real world, like peeking into my my boxed in, you know, like streamable yeah. media. We're you so know, like, niche, oh, right? Like, yeah, what's the middle of the voice? Oh, God, get away. It's like the voice about the middle. It's like natural sunlight to a vampire. Like, stop saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't (laughs) I've seen episodes. I've seen episodes of the middle, but I've never watched it. Was also was this is us not on? This is us probably wasn't on because isn't that like number two, three, four every fucking week? People love the shit out of that show. I haven't seen anything about network television. I know I'm schmaltzy. I'll, I've said it several times, but yeah. that looks like too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, going into uh, cable. 
leaving network, uh, number one, uh, NCAA, Michigan versus Villanova, I guess. Whatever the fuck that is. I know that's basketball, but that's all I, I know. that. <laughs> number two, Walking Dead. Uh, that's always huge. Number three, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. <laughs> is that is that the new the reboot of the Jersey Shore? I guess, dude. It's I've also heard. number four. I've never four. watched any of those either, dude. I can't watch reality whatsoever. Reality TV and and corporate news is just like toxic sludge for your brain, man. I watch Comic Book Men, which is technically for reality. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, Comic Book Men. I do watch the Grand Tour sometimes and watch Top Gear here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I've seen some of those cake shows. Like, they're not all bad, but but that shit is fun. not to like just to have drama, like like with comic book men or even the cake shows. Like, that's right. about interesting. It's niche. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. We that's a whole other fucking conversation. Uh, and then number five, NCAA post game, <laughs> and then number six, <laughs> WWE Monday Night Raw. I'm in full support of the WWE fans that listen to this show. Um, I've since not been watching wrestling since I was in high school, but my brother still uh, loud and proud with his freak flag hanging out. So <laughs> I support that news tidbit. I want to get into uh, New Japan wrestling. Uh, it's wrestling. like their their WWE. Yeah, wrestling is awesome. It's just at what angle you catch it. Um, the yeah, like New Japan stuff is really good. You can watch a ton of awesome matches on YouTube. Bullet uh, Club. Yeah, and out here, uh, even in Denver, we have a show um, that I helped work on called Lucha Libre and Laughs, and it's just a bunch of independent wrestlers that come through and perform with comedians and stuff. Um, but it's it's just as big as it ever was professional wrestling. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's still huge, man. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like the fans are kind of silent yeah. on it, but you look at the numbers, it's like, and also yeah. merch too. Star Wars is, I think, number one, and then superhero shit is number two, and then like wrestling merch is number three, some shit like that. It's like real high. Yeah, yeah. I got a special place in my heart for some professional wrestling, even though I- I'm not currently a fan well i mean it's a lot it's it's dudes in colorful costumes fighting each other it's very close to superheroes with storylines and shit it's it's like hillbilly sentai you know (laughs) kind of it's like not not to throw around derogatory outdated terminology oh yeah sentai no i'm just kidding (laughs) all right let's move moving on from that (laughs) (laughs) rounding out the episode getting close here uh let's go over to comics real quick so so oh no yeah, yeah we're in april so the top comics of march 2018 number one was dark knight's metal once again that metal run is fucking selling like hotcakes i want to read it yeah yeah it looks pretty These cool hotcakes are selling like hotcakes <laughs> number two is a uh, doomsday clock which has hotcakes on the fucking cover uh, <laughs> 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 oh man number three amazing spider-man go down swinging Not, it looks like it's 797 uh pretty cool cover and uh number four is weapon h which is the hulk looks like gray hulk it's where they weaponize hulk uh, I, I think brian jones a former interviewee talked about some run of this uh whenever we interviewed him and then number five is of course batman uh it looks like it says hunted by the justice league uh so yeah uh dc kills it man we're looking look we got three out of five three out of the top five uh being dc books so uh 
the bad movies are not affected comic book sales whatsoever. No, they need to get some of them comic book writers and put them in the fucking movies, dude. Put them in the movies and the pictures. <laughs> Let them write a script or two. Scott Is this Snyder. 100% maple syrup. They're selling like hotcakes. <laughs> True believers. <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior with hotcake. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Woo! This Heineken's doing me good. All right, so moving on. <laughs> this one? Jesus I've had that. It sound like you've been drinking all day. A Negro Modelo. Heine. Por favor. I ordered a Zima, not emphysema. <laughs> man, what a callback. Millennials are like, what? Um, what? I had a Zima at a bar. They had them at the on the bottom shelf. I was like, I will take one of those. And they're like, do you want a Jolly Rancher? I was like, fuck, yes, I do. And Ooh. I made one of my friends drink it. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Are they actually like, You're good? too young to know. No, they're terrible. Oh, okay. Like, everyone should have, one, should have one if they're available. I started drinking in the 2000s, so I <laughs> I never yeah. had a Zima. It's like a, it's like a, it was like a, like a yuppie night out mike's hard lemonade that's how it was advertised right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh you God. put a jolly rancher in it so it fucking tasted like something huh guess what guys uh i did some music shit too uh these are not uh heavy you did heavy and heavy rotation is not there so but uh anyway uh itunes uh top <laughs> the top five uh, here here we go i'll actually go from five to one on these so okay. number five, number five is uh, "You Make It Easy" by Jason Aldean. Love okay. it. I'm talking about yeah, why? Uh, then uh, number four, "The Middle" by Zed Marin Morris and fuck, what the fuck is this? I, no <laughs> I don't know. Move on to three. Number yeah. three, "Whatever yeah. It Takes" by Imagine Dragons. Oh God! Yeah, I don't really like them either, man. What the? I don't. I don't get. We it. should have listened to these songs and give our two cents. That's a good idea. Maybe we should do that for another yeah, episode. Yeah. That's that's yeah, fucking cut great. that part. But yeah, they do it on they do it on Vice News tonight every now and again with like musicians and they'll rate like popular music and be like, "This sucks." Kind of like this. This sucks. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I find it hard to like most of these this yeah. shit. I'm not trying to be pretentious or anything, but yeah. it's just like we don't listen uh, to any of that shit. Yeah. Number two, uh, meant to be by Bebe Rexa in Florida, not Florida. Looks like Florida something. I'm not getting the full text here, but uh, man, I'm sounding old. The fucking more and more we talk about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that old timey ragtime. Some guy called Florida. Uh, we like we like <laughs> Florida. Some. Uh, it's not spelled like that though. It's Florida something. Singing and a picking. It might be Florida Georgia Line. I'm not sure. Somebody yes. correct us online. Um, all Actually, right, don't correct us. Don't even worry about we it. We don't care <laughs> for sure. All right, <laughs> number one is "Cry Pretty" by Carrie Underwood. Oh, fuck, what's number one? That wow. is it. That's it. Oh, God, I thought we still had two more to go. God, oh, that's it. That was, that's what, fucking did, terrible. Do you have yeah. any uh, data on the demographics that listen to the music people I don't hang out with? Young millennials, man. People that are younger than even the people Maddie works with is listening to this. No, shit. I think they listen to better. Like, I mean, the stuff they listen to is bad, but at least it's not that this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one I work with is like, yeah, Imagine Dragons. Right. You know? Imagine they're like, into like, they're like, into like, <laughs> little, they're into like, little, 
they're like into little pump and little Zan and all that fucking bullshit. Yeah. Little pump Gucci gang, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end I, times are near. What I seen like here no, is the no, dismantling no. of civilization. All right. So I have one more, one more metric Jesus. before we end this. And yeah. uh, this is uh, top music on home. Spotify. And it's a oh. little better. It's a little better. It's not great, but it's a little better. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Number five. Future uh, Mask. This is songs, not albums, actually, too. So this is the song Mask Off by Future. Right. Number five. Number four is Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Be humble. Sit down. Yeah. Be humble. And then That's uh, still on the charts. Are you kidding me? That guy came out like two years ago. <laughs> came out last year. A year ago. Well, still That's a long it's time a... for that song to still be fucking popular. Anyway. I guess Spotify. I don't know what the deal is there, but anyway, uh, number three, sure. Stephanie, you'll love this one, bro. Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, man. Everywhere you, everywhere I went when we were traveling, you'd end up in these places, and they would just have like top forty music. They'd you'd hear the Ed Sheeran version every now and again but a lot of the time it was cover versions of these songs mm-hmm. so you hear that you know like let me love you or whatever i forgot what the, how that one goes to but anyway <laughs> fucking the world is all they do is listen to this music and ed sheeran plagues my dreams <laughs> Guy. That's, why, that's why i said it because i remember the vietnam uh, the, the debriefing episode we did right yeah and and i thought oh, that was sorry, hilarious I already, yeah, Dude, yeah it's, it's it's also like whenever you said that and I thought back to my experiences as well. We kind of have this this impression that the Europeans are. I know I'm putting everybody in, in fucking whole continent to one fucking group here, but, <laughs> but it does it does kind of seem like we we put them on like this high pedestal of culture and art and all this stuff. Right. But then the like the the, the musical me. taste, it's like. Oh man, where the fuck are those Scandinavian metal dudes? You know, like yeah. <laughs> I want to meet those guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, number two it's is "I'm the One" by DJ Khalid, Justin Bieber, and ben another Bieber. one, Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people on this track. Quavo, Chance the Rapper, Little Wayne, he's back, I guess. Grateful, some motherfucker. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, having listened to that song. And then number one, everybody, <clears throat> Despacito, the remix by Louis Fons. Yeah. Daddy Yankee, Justin Bieber. Yeah. It's That's a remix. The other of the one that played every fucking where you went. <sighs> Still, everywhere I go here in Denver, Despacito's cranking out of people's windows. And when the fuck can I get off this planet? <laughs> gaps and uh, like. You know, this is mall music. Cor- corporate pop can die. Can you play In My Kingdom Cold by Immortal, please? Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have any vintage Celtic Frost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Early early entombed left-hand. You don't have Blind Guardian on vinyl, please? <laughs> and now we're going into the review of A Quiet Place, starring Matavius and... <laughs> Joey, Joey Kronk, Joey Avius. <laughs> Take it away, boss. All right, so welcome to Barrels Podcast listeners. Joey hey, and hey. I are going to talk about A Quiet Place. We're going to give a review of it. Um, So normally how we... Oh, just to give you guys a little, a little info about A Quiet Place was written and directed by John Krasinski, Jim from The Office. 
Um, it's got him, his wife, Emily Blunt, and some some children in it. Some children. And some creatures. It's a pretty dope movie. All right, Joey, general thoughts on A Quiet Place. Uh, intense. Really intense. Yeah. Like, it doesn't stop. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I thought it was... I mean, I just got to say it. Someone finally made a fucking good PG-13 horror movie with, with some heart and some jump scares, and it worked really well. So for all the haters, they're like, every horror movie's got to be rated R for it to be any good. Well, fuck you. John Krasinski <laughs> just made a quiet place, and it was fucking dope. I didn't uh, even realize it wasn't rated R. Yeah, I mean, uh, my uh, my roommate Brock was like, Oh yeah, it's PG thirteen. It's probably not going to be that good. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I've been hearing really good things about it. It's probably going to be pretty dope. And he's like, I don't know. It's got Jim from The Office. And I was like, mm -hmm. did no one see Thirteen Hours? I mean, I know it's Michael Bay, but it's a pretty good movie. I didn't. Oh, it's on Hulu. You can watch it. But he plays a mercenary in it. And I watched. Oh, what's that? Hmm. You someone's making oh. a lot of noise. That might have been me. Okay. Uh. So, um, but yeah, 13 hours. I watched that because I was like, John, Jim can't act. I mean, he's just a funny dude. He can't be a mercenary. And then I watched 13 hours. I was like, damn, Jim can act. He's pretty good in this movie. Um, it is Michael Bay. So it does like, but it's like a good Michael Bay movie, which I know is hard to say, but it like leaves all the Michael Bay bullshit out. I mean, yeah, stuff blows up, but it's not like Transformers right. or some, you know, jerk off fest like that. But back to a quiet place. Um, so what did you think of the cast and stuff? Like, did you like everyone? Was there anyone you're like, eh, they'll, this dude sucked? Uh, I thought the cast was really good. You know, it's called A Quiet Place, and, you know, they have to uh, survive without making sound. So there's not really a lot of dialogue. Um, yeah. But they conveyed their emotions, you know, they're their acting through their emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, I the kids, I think, were great. Um, the the daughter was really good. The one with the hearing impairment. Yeah. Uh, the, you know the son, the two sons were great. Yeah, I mean, I, I everybody was sold it like top notch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, I uh, I was hooked, man. Uh, well, we're gonna spoil it because in the first like what fifteen minutes of this movie, you're just like you see John Krasinski's son get taken away by a monster, mm. killed. And I'll tell you, that's the way you open a fucking horror movie, dude, if you want to set a tone. Yeah. For sure. It's like anything can happen. Everybody might die. And you're like, oh my God, everybody's going to die in this fucking movie. Um, but yeah, I, that scene, I was like, oh my God. But like everyone's faces and reactions because they can't talk. It's so good. They're so expressive. Um, yeah, I had no issues with the cast or anything, you know. I thought everyone was amazing in it. And, uh, Oh, cool. So let's just get to it. Joey, what'd you think of the creature design? I, okay. So we, ju we just mentioned that one scene at the beginning. They showed the creature. He moved in fast and he was in and out. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was not a fan. I was like, come on, man. What's this like Jack's looking character from, from the, what's the game? Where you, I guess it's Jack's or whatever. It's like a ball with, with, like four arms you know what i mean like oh, four yeah. tentacle legs that like rolls around like a ball or something i was like what the fuck i was like oh well i heard the movie's good i should just watch it for the film and not care about the creature so yeah. but then as they continued along you finally get to actually see the creature and i thought it was pretty badass 
Yeah. Uh, the like the you know because they're obviously sensitive to hearing because you can't make a sound and so they have these huge like ear canals and they're like their shell or armor on their head like like moves up and down yeah like uh almost like little like piano keys like the inside in a way like they just kind of they kind of move around with the with the vibrations and i, I thought that was fucking awesome yeah, I was like, whoa, that's cool. They, you know, they have like these long sort of crab like, uh, uh, you know, limbs or whatever, and they fucking move really fast. I thought it was dope. Yeah, um, I was watching it and I was like, oh, because I had read or yeah, I read something that they show the pre- creature pretty early on, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, cool. So we're just gonna get to see it right out the gate. That's pretty interesting. Usually, you gotta wait for the reveal, you know. Right. But then it wasn't. It was like the fast moving one that took his kid away. And I was like, wait, so that's the first time we've seen it. And I didn't see it. <laughs> you know, it's like I saw a blur and yeah. I know it's big and it's got maybe some big arms, maybe some tentacle arms. I don't really know what I'm looking at. Um, and it did take a little while to reveal the creature. And I thought that was still cool, like because it did have like a pretty cool design. Um, uh, I think like I, I grew Joey, the ear canal stuff was dope, like the, the head parts moving when it would like need to open it up to here were cool. It's uh, plated armor was dope. It's teeth were sweet. The whole time I was thinking, though, I was like, man, the guys who make the Venom movie need to take a note on these motherfucking teeth right here. Yes, because those are some carnage ass teeth if I've ever seen them. <laughs> um, and they kind of reminded me of carnage in a weird way. And I was like, this is a pretty cool looking creature, man. I see that. Um, so, um, yeah, man, I thought the creatures were pretty cool. I kind of took like I didn't know what to expect, really. And I kind of wanted to see something that I couldn't really compare to anything. But, you know, I feel like I've seen so many creature features. It's like something's going to remind me of something, you know, yeah, it's tough. And to think and to immediately see and go, man, hope Carnage looks cool in the Venom movie is like, damn, John, you made Carnage. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, I thought the creatures were pretty dope, man. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. I assumed since they could hear, they would have something to do with that. But I didn't know like the plated armor stuff I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there is an article where John Krasinski kind of gives a backstory to them. I guess they've like kind of just hurtled through space because when they're like rock solid, like they can't be penetrated. Okay. So they're like from outer space. So I was like, cause it's cool to just go into a horror movie with creatures and not really know a backstory, which I thought was really cool. Cause lots of the time, I feel like nowadays we got to over explain stuff. And this movie's a sweet hour, 30 minutes. You in and out people. You ain't got to yeah. sit there for two hours with a lot of nope. fucking bullshit dialogue. It's short and sweet and great for it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I was kind of, I was like, that's interesting. You know, I think there's like when in his like little command center, there's a, a part where um, I think it goes past and says maybe they came from the sky or something. And mm-hmm. I didn't see it though. Cause you know, you're just looking all over the place every time you watch a new movie. So I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff, but uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Like John Krasinski made a horror alien movie. Who saw that coming? Uh, I didn't. I, when I first saw the title of this movie, I thought it was going to be some drama with him and his wife and, and their kids. So oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I don't want to watch him like, cheat on Emily Blunt or her cheat on him. It's, you know, and then him like go crazy and start killing it. I don't know. Like, I was just like, oh, man, I don't want to watch Reservation Road again or, you know, something like right. that, you know, which I enjoyed that movie. It's just like you, you see a lot of those, you know, um, or like things we lost in the fire. 
Mm-hmm, and I, was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want it to be that, man. I want to be something cool. And it's like, it's a horror movie. I was like, no. Then I watched the trailers. Like, oh, damn, this looks pretty sweet. Uh, so, yeah, man, I thought it was a great creature feature, man. Uh, yeah. And it's PG 13. Um, what was it? Did you have a favorite like creature moment that you were like, oh, fuck, man, that was dope? That shot really well. It's kind of creepy. Um, definitely just like them. Oh, when. When Emily Blunt's down in the basement and it just starts filling oh, up the yeah, water, dude. and mm-hmm. you, you see him like out of the water, and she's like trying to move around, trying to not make any noise, like in the water, and then he dives in the water. Oh and yeah, dude! Like, I was like, oh no, oh god, oh no, <laughs> man. But uh, the the house and the sort of like how they uh, moved around without making sound. You know, they don't wear shoes. Basically, yeah. anywhere they've gone, they've created a sand path. Mm-hmm. So, they can, you know, it's, it's less noise uh, than, like, you know, breaking branches or, you know, sticks or rocks, you know, hurting their feet or whatever. Um, you know, and, like, there's a point where um, at the end of the movie, you know, some people are separated and um, Emily Blunt's pregnant. So, you know, it, yeah. the, the one child gets killed and it's like about a year later and she's pregnant again um, and she's about to give birth and, you know, the um, kind of get towards in here. Anyway, um, they have lights kind of strung all up around the house. And yeah. when danger is near or happening, they flip a switch and all the lights turn red. And mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome yeah that was really cool so as soon as they came back they're like oh shit danger you know and then and they did what they had to do yeah uh i agree with you on the basement water scene that was dope and i was like that guy i was like those things don't swim and then it duck it went under the water i was like holy fuck dude yeah <laughs> those things can do anything um i really like that creature scene um i really like the one where the the deaf girl their daughter is um standing in the road kind of like looking trying to see her the she sees her brother's flashlight because mm-hmm. of something that happens and uh the creature comes out of the corn and i was like oh fuck dude like how's he how's she gonna get away from this and this is like kind of where you start figuring out they kind of figured out a way to stop these things mm-hmm. um so i thought that scene was really cool when that happened um and i was like oh shit that's dope um another one of my favorite scenes was uh it's a spoiler, so uh, if you're listening, <laughs> turn this. <laughs> just stop now if you want to see this movie. Too late. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, when John dies, I loved that moment when he's like talking to his daughter. He's like, "I always loved you forever." I was like, I'm just like crying, dude." I was like, "Oh my god, I've never cried during a creature feature before. <laughs> it's Dang. too much." I was like, "Ah, oh, because he's got to go out, man. He's got to save his family." Oh, right. Because he, he basically like so. In the beginning, so the, the, the young son dies. Uh, they're in a supermarket. He finds a little rocket ship. You've probably seen this in the trailer. Uh, it starts making noise. And that's when, like, John Krasinski's on there on the bridge. He's, like, running, at, running towards his son. And then, boom, he gets taken away. Uh, the, kid grab, the kid grabs the, you know, the uh, spaceship, and they take the batteries out. Of course, the kid gets the batteries back. The, the girl, the daughter, ex- gives him the spaceship back, but doesn't give him the batteries. He's like, here, you can have the spaceship, just no batteries. And he's like, cool, you know, looking at it. And then 
she walks out and of course he like looks over and snatches the batteries and so she basically like believes it was her fault and john krasinski like in a way believes that too but you know it's still her it's still his daughter and he has to like you know they're they're in like a a a perilous situation it's like what can you do you know it could have been a stick it could have been something else that would have just like took your son away you know some some minor incident it's bound to happen and so that i think that's what the end at the end makes it more powerful because he like finally is like i do love you i've always loved you like i don't hate you i don't blame you for yeah my our son your brother's death yeah it's very powerful yeah um yeah it's just dude it's just like it hit all the right notes man yeah uh, and I, I will say just uh, the end of it when Emily Blunt cocks the shotgun and it ends. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, they know what they're doing, man. It's just so much fun. It's yeah, heartwarming. It's you know, I I jumped several times and I saw the jump scares coming. It was just like you were just so involved. It was just like can't wait to jump. This is gonna be fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the so yeah, and you find out like so you know John Krasinski's like down here in his little down there in his like basement uh his little area like you know he's trying to make his daughter like because she's hearing impaired you know sort of uh these um uh i don't know exactly what you call them but um uh, devices that go around her ear not maybe not a cochlear ear implant but something of that nature yeah um, and he keeps tweaking and tweaking it i guess towards the end the last the newest model uh has the frequency that the aliens don't like yeah and so they find a way to use that against them which i thought was fucking great yeah dude it's like nothing in this movie was like not there was no pay there was a payoff with everything that happened in yeah this film. and i mean that just it's because they kept it short and sweet in my yeah. opinion it's like yeah. when you take things too far and try to introduce too many i mean this idea is simple man these things come to earth you got to be quiet now let's let's put a family drama inside that, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, man, it just works really well. Um, yeah. I mean, I fucking, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was great. I think if you're not seeing it and you're just like holding off for whatever reason, like, dude, go see this movie. I would, you know, I haven't seen rampage. I don't think, I don't know if I will maybe, but I would say skip Rampage, see A Quiet Place. You're going to get a oh, better yeah. experience. Yes. And I think you'll have as many thrills and as much excitement as you would with Rampage, but like better acting. I mean, Here's the don't deal. get me wrong. I love The Rock. Don't get Rampage, me wrong, people. Rampage is going to be on HBO in a few months. You know, you're, yeah. you're going to see Rampage. Rampage is going to be around. You know, not to say that Quiet Place won't, but it's I, – I, I'm pretty sure it's a way better film. Yeah. If you're looking for yeah. that, that that scary movie date night, yeah. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. Something for you and the lady, or, or you know, boy, whatever significant other you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and my uh, roommate Brock went. We had a double. We had a double day. It was great. Oh right. On. Just me and him. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, we liked it. We we jumped. We jumped, and uh, it was it was good, man. I loved it. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything you want to like address that I didn't bring up? Because I know there's a lot in this movie, even though it is an hour and thirty, and I'm spoiling a little bit, but I don't want to spoil too much because I want right. some people to have like a good experience seeing yeah. it in case they just want to listen tough. to us talk about it. Yeah, it's it's an hour and a half. It's tough to like 
you know, make a, you don't really get a lot of like just a solid film from beginning to end, you know, Mm -hmm. short and sweet. They don't make it over two hours or whatever. You know, it was the link that needed to be, they told the Mm -hmm. little story. They, They didn't get too convoluted with other things and like other people like also trying to survive. It's like, no, it's by this little family and they're trying to survive. And it's about them. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, uh, uh, it's a, you know, everybody uh, take a look at quiet place. Yeah. Agreed. I did. I did like this. Oh yeah. I did like the little bit of, uh, like when John Krasinski at one point lights a, uh, uh, like he's up on the silo or whatever mm-hmm. and he lights the fire and then he looks around and you see that there are other communities or people in houses that are surviving yeah, too. Yes. And uh, I thought that was really clever because I, you know, it'd be interesting to see those people's stories. I mean, maybe if they decide to do a sequel, like tell someone else's story, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, uh, uh, houses get together. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I thought it was cool that there was like people not, they weren't the only family surviving in this area. Like other people have gotten smart and like need have been doing the right things to stay alive. And maybe they're not doing exactly what, you know, I think the name of the family in the movie is the Abbott's. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they don't know what, uh, like they, I feel like there's like no real communication between the houses, but they're staying alive. So it'd be interesting to see someone else's like precautions that they took. Yeah. How different they could be from the habits precautions mm-hmm. to keep them away. Um, I have one question to ask before we round it all up. Mm-hmm. Did you, so when Brock and I got out of the theater, my biggest question was how did no one think that because these animals or these creatures hear so well, that no one would use a high frequency noise before. I mean, maybe they have, but like, you know, why wouldn't that be something that was broadcast? Why wouldn't a scientist have figured that out? Cause you'd think if something can hear really well, high pitched noises would make it upset. Sure. Um, and that was like one of my biggest, I was like, man, this kind of, you know, and then I kind of chalked it up for myself. I said, you know what? Maybe it all happened really quickly. No one had any time to test anything. Mm-hmm. Scientists were taken out. They're usually in bigger cities. And if someone on a farm, because it's like that's their house, you find out that the Abbots live in the same house. It's not like they were like from the city and ran to the country. Right. You know, they lived on a farm. They lived in this small little town. So I was like, you know, I mean, they're not scientists. No one's like super smart in that house. I mean, you know, I mean, they have to be smart to survive. So, it, but no one in there is like, oh, I'm super smart. I read a lot of books. I know about science and hearing. So I kind of chalked it up to just, you know, they were just trying to be quiet because that was how they knew to survive. And no one had thought to make a high frequency noise. And who says how high it's got to be to kill something. And then if you set off a noise, that's going to draw them. So like, you know, it's kind of like a double edged sword. Like we got to try to find a way to kill these things. But if it's not the right frequency straight off the bat, it's not going to fuck them up. They're just going to hear it and come kill us. But I did think like Brock was talking about it. We like we had a discussion and that was my like rationale for why it's like, why did someone figure this out before? Did you think about that at all? Or well, I, I saw that I, I, I thought about it a little bit and I saw somebody had posted like, okay, so you see a lot of newspapers floating around mm-hmm. and like a printing press is pretty loud. Yeah. You know? And so how come that wasn't like, you know, how come, how come newspapers were able to make it out? So we don't know if they're if they have mating properties. If it started out small and just got bigger, um, they started knocking out towns left and right. Um, 
you know, was it a massive invasion where they landed in different spots? It's, it's tough to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a frequency. Maybe it's not necessarily a high-pitched noise. You yeah. know, maybe it's just a frequency of some sort. Um, and so, yeah, maybe they found out it was sound at the last moment when they finally figured out what was attracting these aliens. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, see, you see the one newspaper, like, it's sound, and it's still, like, on the the uh rack or whatever yeah so yeah it's tough it's like you try to yeah and i think for the most part they thought of a lot of things yeah you know so you can't so it's hard to like kind of go back and you know you need the other uh to figure out you know those other things about the aliens if they you know what i was talking about earlier to sort of like say if the sound or the newspapers makes it i don't know but yeah yeah, and when, I didn't think too hard on it. When the high pitched noise happens, can anyone else hear it, or is it just the girl and the creatures? I want it. I because I don't remember. I think, the, I think it's just the girl and the creatures. Okay, um, cool, cool. But it, but then when she puts it on the microphone, I don't really remember. Oh yeah, I think everyone can hear it. Then, and, and right? I think everybody can probably hear it. It's probably yeah. Damn, just when I think I didn't have to rewatch a movie again, I got to rewatch a Quiet Place. So much going on in it. All right, cool. Yeah, I was just wondering your thoughts on that because I thought it was a pretty solid movie, like no plot holes. Like that was the yeah. only thing I walked out and was kind of like, eh, you know? Because, I mean, someone else is going to think of it. Like, why wouldn't you just do this? And it's like, you know, I mean, <laughs> you can think of everything when you're writing and I'm sure something's going to slip through because you got to just make the movie at some point, you know? You can't just be like, well, let's overthink you're this. You're breaking like, up a bit. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you just... You got to make the movie and you can't just, you know, <laughs> sit there and try to think of everything. But I don't know. It didn't ruin it for me. But I was wondering what your thoughts were. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think too much of it. I kind of thought about it a little bit. And it's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, for the most part, like, you know, they look like they got, you know, they were able to like think of everything as far as like dealing with sound. You know, how do we with the sand and with the lights, you know, things that don't make noise. You know, I guess lights in a way make noise because of electricity. But, you know. Well, yeah, they said that one thing at, at some point. They say that it's like, uh, you know, they don't pay attention to like little noises. Mm -hmm. um, so I wonder if just like lights going on and that buzz isn't enough to like yeah. draw their attention. Probably not. Because I mean, imagine like, you know, you're in the woods at night. It's loud. Yeah. You, you, you know, you're from Kentucky. I'm from North Carolina. We're, you know, we're in areas where there's lots of forest. Yeah. Um, when and when it's nighttime, dude, it's loud. Yeah, dude, for sure. So, um, yeah, it's funny because there's like one scare in it where those raccoons show up, and I was like, "How the fuck are not all the wildlife dead?" You know, and then right? it's like it gets killed shortly after that, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." There you so go. they addressed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was kind of like a funny little poke at the audience, and mm -hmm. I liked it. I mean, yeah, that was a great movie. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like that's it. I don't really have much more to say. Unless you got something else. No, it's solid, yeah. dude. Go see it. It's 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 a solid watch. Yeah, I agree. I think it's worth your ten dollars at the movie theater. You know, Joey says great date movie, especially if you guys like horror films, it's worth seeing. If you anything's keeping you from seeing this movie, just fucking go do it. <laughs> what was yeah. that? No, I was saying go use that movie pass. Yeah, oh yeah, right, dude. I need to get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I need to. My roommates have it, or one of them does. He loves it. So, 
Gotta do it. But go watch Quiet Place. That's our review. Bye. Peace. <sighs> All right. That's it, guys. This is the fucking end of the episode. Woo! Woo! We made it. And, and better for doing so. I think so. I'd like to thank Shasta for once again contributing to the Patreon. Everybody, please come, <laughs> please visit patreon.com slash superhousepodcast. And please, uh, if you can throw us a few shekels, that'd be awesome. And Sling us a few bucket ducats. <laughs> Drop a few ducats in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, this is Andrew signing off. This is Maddie. Bye. This is Stefan. Sayonara. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on we are basically on all social media <laughs> yeah, all social media mainly facebook and twitter and patreon check out the links in the description we have uh, a lot of uh cool goals uh set up on our patreon like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh give us a topic for us to talk about and that's we'll talk tough. about for maybe an hour or more who knows yeah. how long it'll take and that's pretty tight <laughs> that's the coolest thing <laughs> wait we're on the internet that's pretty good <laughs> if you and don't... we can make money <laughs> what <laughs> if you donate a thousand dollars you get full frontal nudes we haven't set that up but it's a possibility if you give us a grant who knows what'll happen check us out <laughs> I'll do that <laughs> I'll do that <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'll give you Joey for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>